This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. What is up, my fellow addicts? Ralph Sutton, the SDR Show. This week, a band you may not know but you're going to be surprised on how many other bands give these boys accolade. They're from Canada. They're called The Trues. And I'll tell you this, their first performance got Shannon all moist in the pantaloonies because, uh, boy, is it great. They're really talented guys, fun guys. Uh, remember, we do the show every single Wednesday and Saturday live. It then comes out five days later. That's the one you're listening to right now with commercials. So if you go to gasdigitalnetwork.com, use the code SDR, you could hear this five days early. And then that means commercial free. And that also means straight back to the first episode we ever did, like eight years ago, whatever that is. And if you're a fan of the Trues, you could have heard these two live performances five days ago ahead of all the other True fans in your neck of the woods. But here it is right now, the Trues episode of the SDR. This is the intro to the shit show. Sex, drugs, I always like looking at the band, watching the intro, and be like, okay, what the fuck are we doing in here right now? Is that fair? <laughs> it looked ah. like fair. One of those things looked like a cruise ship. It was. Like a I, yeah, boat, it was a, it? That's what it was, yeah. I used to host this thing called Ship Rock for a long time. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know some guys that did Ship Rock. Yeah, I did We've that done one. Rock Boat three times and Kid Rock Cruise once. Oh, the Kid Rock Cruise you did once. Yeah, oh, that's that cool. was wild. Uh, it is the SDR show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Show. I am Ralph Sutton in studio, and to my right... James Mattern. It's the closest we've ever been, Ralphie. It is. We're in Studio B at the uh, Gas Digital Network. Last time you were in studio with me, who was on the show? Um, the, the lovely girl from SNL with tats on her hands. Oh, yeah. Heidi Gardner. Yeah, Good she's kid. cool. Yeah, And then before that was Def Leppard, right? No, no. I think we had someone in between, but it, it's all just It's all a blur. Times. It's all a blur. Okay, so I will say this, this is how this happens. You know, every once in a while we find out, oh, a band's coming around. Oh, let's try and get them. And I hear, oh, the trues. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I fucking know this band. Why do I know them? And then I was like, oh, yeah, in your arms was a strip club go-to back in the day. Yeah, and we were just talking about it off-air. Let's introduce the band right now. Guys, in the truce, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on. And also, it's it's Colin, John, and Jack, right? Yeah, John, Colin, John Angus. John Angus. Yeah, hyphenated. Yeah, yeah, what, what's, let's start with that. What's right. the story behind that, John Angus? You'd have to ask my parents. But, but you go by the full... I do. Okay. Yeah, it's a hyphenated name. I have a middle one and a, and a last one after that. So You do? Yeah, I got to go with the full first. So what's the full name? John Angus Callahan McDonald. That's and do you have something as as deep and, and relevant? No, I just have mine's just Colin. That's it's weird. Simple Colin. Okay, that's yeah. that's nice. They didn't I'm, even give him a last name. That's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, I just go by Colin. <laughs> just no, yeah. it's like Madonna. And yeah. do you do you feel like so? I did rock radio for a long time, right? Yeah. And I would always call bands like people by their the name you wouldn't hear them by normally, like Rob Halford. Come on, I'd say Robert Halford, right. just to nice. like throw a, a wrench in the works, right? Right. right. Yeah. If someone calls you like Johnny Angs or something like that, is it going to bother you? I don't mind nicknames. I got a lot of them. The only one I kind of don't love is just 
John, straight up John. Just straight up Just John. Just because my whole life I've been having to correct that. So I don't I have people call me Django, people call me Johnny A, people call me Janangus. Django. Django. Django is a good one. I would take it up a notch. I call you White Django. White yeah, Django. Right. White Django. I, but That's I, a nickname, long baby. Long before that film, I was I was going by Django. So. Is that true? Yeah. That's cool. I, That's I a, think of Django Reinhardt. And Django Reinhardt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Django. And yeah. There we go. That's kind of cool. So now it's funny. I read a quote about you guys, and I, I made fun of it a little bit out in the hallway. And feel <laughs> free to uh, shit on me for this, but the, the line I read was, "The Trues are guilty of being Canadian," meaning <sighs> that enough. you guys, if someone were to delve into the seven albums of the Trues, you would be like, "Oh, why are these guys not fucking household names in America?" Yeah, and it's because you're Canadian. We, we is, is that we, fair? We committed the cardinal sin of being born north of the 49th. <laughs> oh, right. do, do, you, do you feel that way? Like, because um, it is a weird thing. Because there's so many great songs, and you did have some. You know, like yeah, I said, in your arms did get airplay yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it's it's hold me in your arms just for the yeah, record, in case somebody right, want to look right, it up. Right, yeah, right. the uh, I mean, the thing. Maybe I thought you were trying to throw me like Robert Halford or something. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say that. Um, they're different countries, and people do forget that sometimes. Right. You know, people think like you know, Jim Carrey's from America. I was like, no, he's from Canada. I mean, there's it, it's a different place. Right. I mean, as much as most people that have had to make it on that scale have had to leave. You know, unfortunately, right. until recently, I want to say until recently, but but yeah, it's just it's a different place with different um, you know different everything. And I think it's not till the third record that was like a proper American release. Is that yeah. about right? On the yeah. third record, we got uh, pushed down here with. We got some play for that song that you played, right. um, and uh, we got it was a, a good booby bark. Alt, too, alt, and I gotta tell alternative you. Alt, alt nation on Sirius, and mm -hmm. we got played on that station a bit. And we did this big long American tour uh, opening for Ace Frehley from Kiss all over. Right, which I'm the sure there was a lot of great uh, great stories. He's been in studio with us right not here. that long ago, so yeah, we did that. He, he was yeah, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge, especially early Kiss fan, so it was yeah. really cool to be on tour with him. But he did some funny kind of cliche like we were in. <laughs> But where were we in Cleveland? We in Cleveland. And he said, "Good evening, St. Louis." Like, That's not, great. Not joking. Oh, you fucking love that that yeah. happens. That's good <laughs> yeah. that that happens. Um, speaking of that, because uh, I don't want to dive into it right away, because I feel like it is a little bit of tender subject. But okay. you know, I I always say this, and I apologize for repeating myself. But I'm the one who tries to do the research. He could just rely on being funny, right? Yeah. Doesn't need to even know who was in until we get here, right? But <laughs> yeah. I but, know what was going on, but I'm also close to your notes. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I can really look this yeah. time and be like, tell me about 1998 <laughs> when you were stuck yeah. in Manitoba. So correct me. I'm, I'm going to tell you. How do you know? Baby, <laughs> I'm going to read your souls. I'm going to tell you my story first and then see how it relates to you guys, yeah, okay? Right. Uh, years ago when the new album from this band was called Chinese Democracy, yeah. right? Um, we were offered an interview with the band, with, with Axel Rose at the time, and I was told, you're not, you're not allowed to bring up any of the old members. Uh -huh. You're not allowed to talk about any of the music prior to this record. Only this release. And it's got to be pre-taped. He will listen back and then decide if it's worth airing. So okay. I had, And I was like, you know what? I just don't need to do it that badly. I think we're going to fucking skip it. And we didn't do the interview. Okay? Oh, wow. So I was told, and correct me if this is wrong, because sometimes I'm wrong. You guys did do a little stint with, with guns. We have yeah. a similar story. And you were told, if you, <laughs> if you talk... To Axel, you will be asked to leave the tour. Is that well, fucking true? So this came like road manager to road manager. So I don't want to uh, <laughs> I don't want to throw Axel unfairly under the bus. But the road manager for him did take the road manager for us aside 
and say, listen, guys, here's their ground rules. If you see him coming, look the other way. Don't saddle up to my catering. Don't thank him for <laughs> no being here. No eye contact. He doesn't know you're here, so God don't even worry it. about it. But the, the silver lining of that story is that that was in Halifax in 2006. Six, yeah. Mm-hmm. Long time and, yeah. and we were, you know, hot shit, and it was the East Coast, and it was uh, right. our part of the world. And we got invited to the after party. Do you guys know the Trailer Park Boys? You familiar? Yeah, oh, yeah. of course. Sure. So that was like when they were sort of on the on the come up, you know, the Trailer Park Boys as mm-hmm. a show. So they, Axel was a fan and he wanted to meet Bubbles. So he invited him down to the show. And that was their first meeting. Now they're like old friends. Oh, okay. That's and nice. Mike Bubbles hosted the after party at his new house in Halifax. And we know Mike from way back and we got the invite to the after party. So we didn't say anything to Axel. We just played our, did our show and got on with it. But then he showed up at the after party and we ended up walking right up to him being like, hey, Axel, thanks for having us on the show. And he was super kind. Like, he was like, hey, great to have you guys. And we sort of, you know, Jack and I sort of shot the shit with him for like 20 minutes or so, just about Trailer Park Boys and the East Coast, whatever he wanted to talk about. And then he had the greatest all-time line to the end of conversation I've ever heard. You won't be on the tour tomorrow. No, (laughs) that's what I was expecting. It's close. It's close. (laughs) Thank you for your I said, okay, Axel, I got to go. It's like five in the morning and we got to drive a van to the next Mm -hmm. city. We're not taking a private plane. So I'm like, thanks for having us. You know, great. See you tomorrow. And he takes a swig of his champagne from the bottle and says, maybe. Uh, and so I wasn't sure if that's that, good. I wasn't sure if that meant like maybe you won't be there, yeah. maybe I won't, won't be, be there, right, yeah. maybe none of us will be here. Could go either way with him. But then before he, during his show, which I'm said he never, I've, I've been told he never does this because the suicide, do you know the suicide girls? You know those girls? Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. They yeah, were on the bill to bang as well. Many of them. So they they would play between the opener. They would go on and do uh-huh. their striptease thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm told from one of them that he never thanks openers from the stage. And mm-hmm. we got a we got a, oh, a thank fun. you from Pretty the nice. stage. Yeah. And the next night in Cleveland he kicked Eagles of Death Metal off the bill because they were on the Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that happened. And then Rolling Stone covered it because we read it in Rolling Stone. They were saying like Axel got on, didn't like the cut of their jib, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and got on and said, uh, well, how would you think of the pigeons of shit metal? Yeah. <laughs> and then Cleveland was like, no. I don't know. And then he said, Don't worry, they're uh, they're they're fired from the tour. And yeah. they're supposed to do like ten shows. That happened the day after he didn't not only didn't fire us but gave us yeah. a bit of a, a tip yeah. of the hat from stage. So I'm kind of but, impressed. But, by but that. Uh, pig, pigeons of shit metal is pretty it's funny. Pretty, name. Funny. Yeah, pretty good name for I a know. band, by the way. But in in those stories that I've heard about you guys, um, the one I love is kind of a, um, a a good bad good bad kind of vibe, which is a you were trying to get a, one of them. You were trying to get tickets for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, and somehow you ended up. Not getting tickets, but getting to do the show with them. Yeah. So that happened in 2005. We were putting out our second record. We had just come off a pretty big hit record in Canada. And um, yeah, the Rolling Stones were in town rehearsing for their bigger bang tour. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they always try to get an up and coming band to open their things. And they were going to do like a secret show at a small club. And we heard rumor of it. So I remember calling my manager at the time, like, can you please just get us in? Like, we're in town. (laughs) We were doing press. And, um, you know, there was, it was at the time, I mean, now, now he's gone, unfortunately, but, uh, Charlie was having a health scare back then too. So it was like hit and miss whether, whether or not they were going to actually go and do a show. Mm-hmm. But I just begged our manager to, to get tickets to this like exclusive show at a place called the Phoenix concert, uh, hall in Toronto, which is about a thousand people capacity. And he called me, he's like, I can't get you tickets, but you can open the show. That's fucking cool as shit. And I'm like, That's no insane. way, man. I want the tickets. No, I'm just <laughs> so yeah, we, you can yeah. open the show, but you got to leave immediately afterwards. You won't yeah. be able to watch any of them. No, day. we were told once we got there, um, that if they if they liked us, we could get a picture with them, and we got a picture oh, with that's them. Cool, and, it, and it's also interesting because in all the stories I'm reading about you guys over and over again, yeah, it's the bands are like, well, wow, these fucking guys are great, and it just 
it goes back to my first thing. Why were you guys born in Canada? It really fucked yeah. shit up for you guys. It really. Yeah. <laughs> but they're good guys. Canada just breeds good people. Yeah. Even serial killers there have like like politeness. And shit. Yeah. Like it's just nice. Look at these good guys. They want old ladies across the street now. Uh, I'm an honorary Canadian. You know that, right? I didn't know that. It was because Vegas is relatively close to Canada. There's no, when I go to Montreal for the festival, oh, did yeah. the uh, the uh, there's a lesbian couple. One's Palestinian, one's Jewish, and they said, you love this town so much, we love you, you're a Quebecois, and if they say it, <laughs> you're going to argue with a lesbian couple that's Palestinian no, and, a lot, and, and Jewish? It's a, a lot of descriptors right there. I'm in, like, goddammit. You can't argue with them. No, you're going to you go can't. to the, the, the clink for that shit. You, right. like, you like your poutine, then. <clears throat> you're into it. Please, don't. I love I do it. Like I love Boustons. I, yeah. I can't get enough of it. I love Toronto. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Somebody has shit on the fact that Canada doesn't really have a cuisine. But mm. French Canadian, it is poutine. I mean, that yeah. is yeah. about as Canadian as you could get. It's become right? a national kind of claim to fame dish right. too. You Smoked know. meat, Smoked Smoke meat, meat in Montreal. Smoke but meat is, is it, kind of a New York in Montreal thing. too. But it's yeah, more. Oh, speaking of which, you're from Nova Scotia, yeah. Right? And when I went to Nova Scotia it, as a Jew. We eat smoked salmon, and we call it Nova. It's so synonymous with Nova Scotia. Yeah. We call it Nova as uh -oh. Jews. And I went up there, and I asked, and they all thought it was crazy. They never heard that. I, didn't, I thought it was just part of the culture. Oh, I okay. Never, I, never I never heard that yeah, until right now. Yeah, you say bagel with Nova. You see that in a... In so a what in about... A, what's lox, then? Is it's it's lox is a type of salmon, of smoked salmon. Right, it's okay. belly. It's from the belly, but it's, it's whatever. I'm, right, okay. I'm being very Jewy right now, so yeah, I apologize. Get into it. All right, so then the last story <laughs> I read that I just want to... Then we'll get into like the, the beginnings of the band. They just found this wild... Uh, you did a stint with Robert Plant, yeah, yes. right. And a that he came to see Soundcheck, which is cool if that's true. Yeah. But b knowing that you guys, that I might be fucking up the story a little bit. You started doing covers in your grandmother's basement, yeah, and that somehow led to doing a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, and him getting pissed off. Please elaborate yeah. on that too. So, that's a fucking great story. You, so you we really have done your research. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. great. I love it. Um, yeah, I care. The, I love um, that the grandmother got the mention. We oh, used yeah. to do rest like, in peace. We always we, we grew up a cover band, and then we used to be very like ambitious in our covers. So mm -hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody is a song we, we did. It was pretty pretty trashy version of it, but it was still good. It had a lot of heart, and it was it rocked. And um, yeah, we did it as a dare. We were in Edmonton on opening for Robert Plant on a whole tour, and we got dared on the radio station to do it that night at the hockey arena where we were opening, and we closed with it and like just brought the house down, and it was really great. And then until. And then oh, right oh, after oh. the show, we heard from our road manager, oh, um, the Robert Plant people aren't very happy with you guys. And we're like, okay, I hope everything's okay. And then the next day, we were in Calgary, which is a neighboring city in Alberta. And um, me and John Angus wrote to Impress, and our drummer at the time, Sean, was in the Calgary Saddle Dome just reading his book or whatever. And Robert came backstage and went right up to our drummer and just said, Hey, listen, man, we're not here to like, you know, rehash the past and do cover songs. Like, I didn't appreciate that cover you guys did the other night. Like, Freddie was a friend of mine, and we're here to like push the envelope forward and not doing stupid covers and started kind of getting in our drummer's face. And our drummer was just kind of like, what the hell? Like, deer in the headlights. Being fucking tore out by, by the Robert golden Plant. god. god yeah. Damn wait, it. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I love Zeppelin. I love it. Yeah. Their whole goddamn first three albums were goddamn covers, yeah, and they didn't even give credit to people. Maybe it was I mean, an what are we doing over here? Uh, yeah. You know, he was. I mean, first of all, he the, was awesome, the, and, the back, and I love him. Yeah, and, I love him. and the backstory. Which was my dad. The backstory yeah, to all this too. is this was like date number six or seven on the tour, and up to then he had been very, very kind, right. and very yeah. sweet, very generous. He did come to soundcheck. Yeah, he did exchange 
an old story with Jack, and like you know, we had some good hangs. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> that's for a later. good one. We'll yeah. go, we get to re- remind us to okay. circle back. Yeah. But the, uh, but the, so that that was the backstory that we had had some great experiences. For, like we're touring with like, the best rock god of all time, yeah. and then we pissed him off. And then you know, people were saying he's pissed because you left a standing ovation at an opening gig. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody's supposed to do yeah. that. It's like he broke the cardinal rule. What are you doing? And but, with a cover, and, and then I walked yeah. in on him lambasting our drummer. I was just coming back, and I'm like, "What's what's going on here?" You know. And uh, here's my our 25 year old Newfie drummer getting lambasted, Newfoundlander, <laughs> um, getting lambasted by the Golden God himself. <sighs> so I, I, they, they sort of diffused itself. Right, and right. then another cool shout out that night. I watched every show, and that night he sort of gave us a big shout out from the stage. Mm. I think he felt a little bit bad because mm. it was like un, I don't know if it was undue pressure, but it was certainly an imbalance. You right. know, because we didn't mean to piss anybody off. I so think, before you tell yeah. the, the the story that he told you, I, my question <laughs> as someone who's never played in a band or on stage or anything like that. Is there a rule that you're not supposed to do cover songs normally or nobody gives you're supposed to I, no, you know, Okay, well, this is the thing about being an opening band. Like it's kind of like anything like in stand up or anything. Like if you if you best the headliner, then fair enough. I've been but, fired. But imagine so many times. But yes. now imagine you best it's because you're terrible. But imagine yeah, well, that's another story. But it's different if you're besting the headliner with your own material or with a Richard Pryor joke. It would be a little bit cheaper if you just used it. So in a way, yeah, it was cool that we got a standing right. go. We didn't if we had written Bohemian right, Rhapsody that's a different and had debuted okay. it. Then we would have deserved. So it was a little a bit, bit of a cheap, cheat, I cheap think. Trick, yeah, yeah. Right. cheap trick. I Another great it. band. You know yeah. what I would have done? Oh, just a spite. I would have opened that night <laughs> when the levee breaks. <laughs> just straight up. Oh, I would have had balls. Uh, I would have went right at it. Chips in the that. middle. God he, damn it. He was doing those songs on yeah. that tour. I used to be. I uh, pissed him right off. I used to be pretty friendly with uh, D. Snyder, and he showed oh, me yeah. where he was at a wedding, and it was Led Zeppelin's. Road manager's son or something. I forget the what the who the um why he was there. Henry something. And so he was in on stage singing D. Snyder at the wedding, and Robert Plant was in in the uh, crowd, and he sang um, a Led Zeppelin song right into Robert's face, which that takes balls. To oh do. wow, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah. So what did he say to you? And then I have one more story I want to get confirmation of, and we'll okay. move on. Uh, oh, I guess it was in uh, London, like the third show. He came backstage, and and uh, London, and said, Ontario. Yeah, London, Ontario, sorry. And um, so a, a year before, we had opened up for his son mm-hmm. in London, England. And I was hanging out with, um, we were hanging out with his, all his friends after. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going home with one of his friends. And so later when we're doing the tour with Robert Plant, he comes backstage and he's like, which one's Jack? <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> he's like, are, are, you we know, gonna, are we going to get in trouble for this story? Yeah, that's a yeah. good story. That's I, cool, though. So I, that you cool. doinked one of the friends? Is that what basically <laughs> happened? <laughs> yeah, they had a lot in common. It's cost of doing business. It might, you know? have, been, it it might have been a mutual drinking. We're not sure. I don't know <laughs> how he knew. I think his exact words were, which one's the bass player? Uh, that's really <laughs> fucking funny. And then the last... Uh, legendary story that I've heard that I want to know is true is one that involves Bruce Springsteen. Yes, very true. So we got to, I mean, we've, yeah, it's almost, it sounds like a dream just talking about it, but um, we got to open for the E Street Band in 2012 in a place called Moncton, New Brunswick, which is on close to the east, uh, close to Nova Scotia, east coast of Canada. And uh, it was a big outdoor thing. We were like last minute additions to the bill. And it was the in August of 2012. And we were told, you know, when we got there, we had a great show. We really wanted to meet the boss. I mean, you guys must understand yeah, that yeah, amount yeah. of love. I mean, and, people feel that way about me. They don't want to meet the boss. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, I, don't, I don't blame them. But we, um, we, we got there. It was really tight security. There was a lot of like, okay, like Bruce is going to do a three-hour show tonight, so he's mm-hmm. getting ready. Like he has a long warm-up regime. Like if you, regiment, if you 
you know, want to meet him, then just stand by the stage right before he goes on. The best chance you'll get is just on his way to take the stage. So we're just waiting there. It's a big outdoor festival type thing. And all of a sudden, all these Escalades start driving in with the band members. And mm-hmm. we're like, okay, like the boss has arrived. Like it's like one of those major, you know, you felt like a president was showing up or something. But in the background, we saw this little tiny golf cart just ripping around doing donuts and just going crazy. And we're like, whoever that is, is going to get in so much trouble because they're like super strict and <laughs> everything. And as it got closer, we realized, oh, that was Bruce. That was Bruce Springsteen driving the golf cart. Like a 14 year old. With little Steven and Max Weinberg. That's fucking So had great. that, had that golf cart tipped over, that show would have been done. done. <laughs> anyway, he ripped up like crazy, super energy. It was like meeting like, I don't know, like G.I. Joe or Superman or something. He just had that aura. He was just, it was like you weren't meeting a human. You were right. meeting like a legend. He just had that thing. And he came right over to us and he was like, how you doing? How was your set? And like, he's like, where are you from? And I'm like, well, from Antigonish, Nova Scotia. He's like, where is that? I'm like, it's about three hours east of, of here, Mr. Springsteen, like that kind of thing. And, and he's like, do you know Twist and Shout? And we're like, yeah. He goes, come play it with me in the encore. And we're like, uh, okay. We felt like Courtney Cox in that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, all we thought at the time, because we had been on the road for a long time, was like, oh, geez, we better stay sober enough. Because his show's going to be three hours, and we're getting up right. in the end of that. So we stayed sober enough, and we got up sober and did Twist enough. and Shout. Enough. And you can find it on YouTube, uh, Bruce great. Springsteen with That's the Truth. That's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. That's a, so now that I know that all my stories that I heard were true, that yeah. makes me very happy. This is the greatest thing I've ever I heard, I mean, it's though. fucking crazy. Yeah. We just start the show with... With goddamn Springsteen. Now let's get to the boring stuff. Now let's get to the boring stuff. What about Neil Young? You have tea with Neil Young? Let's keep it going. You know what? We haven't met Neil Young. Slept with Joni Mitchell's niece? What are we doing? I did meet Joni, but not Neil. All right, before we go any further, if you are a responsible adult over the age of 21 and you're living in a state where Delta 8 is legal, and more importantly, you want to get really fucking high, it's time to go to YoDelta.com where you could stock up on high-quality lab-tested Delta 8 all your vape and gummy needs. All you need to do is be over the age of 21 and live in a majority of the states where this shit be legal. So go to YoDelta.com and stock up on Delta 8. If you don't know what Delta 8 is, it's found in hemp and can be legally shipped to a majority of the states. And most importantly, it can get you high. At YoDelta.com, you find a mix of gummies and vapes for all your getting stone needs. And if you use the promo code GAS, you're going to get 25% off your entire order, and quick shipping as well. So go to YoDelta.com, use the promo code GAS, get 25% off, and get really fucking high. Yo Delta, home of Delta 8, that will get you super high. All right, let's get back into it. Yeah. So originally the band was called hilariously one Eye Trouser Snake, named after a Monty Python sketch. Yeah. yeah. Eventually it shortened to uh, Trouser or something, and then yeah. a, a jazz band had that name, and it became the Trues. Is that yeah. right? That's rough, all right. The rest of Cole's yeah. notes. Right. So that that is a, a pretty. So the Trues apparently means pants. Yeah. In what language? It's a Scottish term, and it's basically like. Anyway, it's always. I just. The thing is, when we named the band the Trues, we thought we were going to last. A four-song EP, and we knew we weren't allowed to use the word trouser. So overnight, we changed it to the Trues, okay. and you know, blessing, we got successful with the name. But now we have to forever explain the name. And it's over here. It's like, what is, is this? Like a misspelling of right. truth true. or right. true? Yeah. But no, in the UK, it's like a form of pant, a plaid oh, pant. Okay. Okay. So, so anytime, it's, it's less of a question when you're overseas. Oh, overseas, it's more like. 
So over here, it's like, what does your name mean? Uh-huh. And over there, it's like, why would you call yourselves that? I'll tell you if I called yeah. the band the pant. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. We got so sick of answering that our old drummer actually came up with a story about how it came to him in a vision. It came to him in a dream. Yeah. Dream of pants. It, it, it was tattooed on Tom Selleck's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the dream. Yeah. I've, I mean, if we've heard this story many times that a band wishes if you could go back in time and change your name, but maybe yeah. that had something to do with why that you got. I yeah. actually like, no. I like the ring of it. I just don't like explaining it. Right. Right. That's why I did. The, I did the cursory explanation for you guys. Right. I, feel. I, yeah. I Like, I mean, we never thought about branding or any of that stuff, but like when you think about it, we've always had like, it's Trues Day today, like, yeah. and Trues like, Falls. Isn't, isn't your like, uh, your fan base is called the Troubadours? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you could work it in. At least it has a... Yeah, an angle. Yeah, so that's yeah. why we're, the network here is called Gas Digital, right? And okay. it stands for uh, my partner and I, Gomez and Sutton. G-A-S is Gomez and Sutton. But we were coming up with the name. It was like, well, that allows for stupid shit like high octane entertainment and fuel up with this. Yeah. It's gas. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we did it. So at least yeah. you back ended into your yeah. troubadours and we stuff got like lucky. that. It yeah. made yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Um, so the story is you originally won a contest like in Canada for like some rock search or something. Yeah. And that's how the band really started, started. Yeah. Right. After the, the grandma's basement and stuff, that yeah. is what got you some sort of deal. Yeah, we we uh, entered the Hits FM uh, Rock Search in 2002, and yeah, the biggest thing about that is we won some money and we won some studio time, but they played our song on the radio that whole summer, mm-hmm. and it worked out. People started liking it. So, like, they'll play the song kind of obligatory, like, you know, they'll play it for a few weeks, but ours started to get people calling in, like, who is that? And then that really helped us. And, and then kinda... you say the truth, and they're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. It's pants. Or if the listener is from England, they're like, why would they call themselves that? Yeah. <laughs> My name is Krap. It's Krap. Yeah. But weren't you also doing uh, a residency at, at Healy's, uh, Jeff yeah. Healy's place? Was that, that was yeah. before that, right? So before. what brought us up to Ontario, like, um, I don't know if the listeners are familiar with Canadian geography, but we're from the East Coast, Nova Scotia, and we were just like, spinning our wheels down there but one of the last things we did in Nova Scotia before we moved to Ontario was we opened for Jeff Healy at the Marquee Club in Halifax, Nova Scotia Mm -hmm. and Jeff Healy loved us and he said if you guys come up to Ontario I'll give you a weekly gig at my new bar called Healy's on Bathurst and Queen in downtown Toronto so we were the house band there from August till December of 2001 Right, and that was pre all this pre everything right that's pretty wild and then also some magazine packaged your EP, right? With the magazine. That made a big difference that's too, right? That's the 2014 uh, Classic well, that's Rock. Much later. That was much later. later right? Yeah, that was, ha- that was a big a bit yeah. of a break in the UK. But yeah, Classic Rock magazine. Yeah, and so like, if you bought a Classic Rock magazine, because someone out here yeah. would just say, he just had a foreigner on. Yeah. And they were saying that when they, they bought some magazine, it came with Foreigner's Greatest Hits. I yeah. remember once in the UK, Prince's album came with every copy of yeah. the newspaper. Right, right, right. So that was a thing to do for a while. So somehow yeah. that happened with you guys. That was and, like yeah, and now, almost n- eight years ago, 90, right? 90,000 copies of our yeah. fifth album. Yeah. It was the fifth album? Yeah. It, it went out with the magazine. And that was, a, did a manager make that happen? Or was it was classic we, rock? We had a good relationship with that magazine. I mm-hmm. actually went to their award show in 07. We got nominated Best New Group or something like that. And I met mm-hmm. like all my heroes. Met like Jeff Beck and I mean, Steven you've already Tyler toured with all of them. I know, also, I know. It was, it was pretty great. But, um, so they've always promoted us, and then that was just a great thing for them to do, which is pretty wild. A lot, yeah. So now, also, uh, you know, we said earlier, the third album was the one that got somewhat big here in America, yeah. right? And then obviously, there's the uh, the newest album, The Wanderer, is the seventh mm-hmm. album, right? But I was told right before the pandemic, you guys were working on new music with Chris Robinson of the Black Crows, Rich, is that right? the other guy, Rich, Rich Robinson. Yeah. I had a fifty-fifty chance, but I fucked yeah. it up. <laughs> you've been, you've been. 
batting a hundred or five hundred or a thousand. We'll go with eight hundred right now, yeah. right? Fair enough. What's the right metric? Baseball <laughs> metrics, a thousand. Yeah, I know nothing about You'll confuse the yeah, shit I don't out of okay. You could tell them yeah. there's touchdowns in baseball. He'd be like, oh, well, I believe you it. have yet to throw a pick six or an interception, you're doing great. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't know what that means either, but okay. So, um, yes, I'm right. It was at least, if I would have said someone from the Black Crows, yeah. I would have been right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, how did that come about and what happened to that? It, it, uh, it's, it came out. So, like, Rich is an old friend of the band's. We met him through our first producer, Gordy Johnson, and uh, we've always remained in touch. And in fact, when they were putting the Crows back together, I was invited to come and like audition for that seat. They oh, wow. But they auditioned for every seat, and that didn't really work out. But, but while I was down there, I told Rich, uh, let's do something in the studio, which we've been planning to do for a long time. We mm -hmm. won some studio time, the American Songwriting Contest or yeah. something. We w something from our previous record had won a, an award, and it got us some uh, studio time in Nashville. Mm -hmm. So we and that's where Rich was living. So we just drove down in late 2019. We showed him all our stuff. We picked three songs, did them live off the floor one weekend. It sounded great. Our label loved it, and we had planned to go back to do about six more in March of 2020, mm -hmm. and then a global changing event. What happened? You know, came down. Happened? <laughs> you guys heard of COVID? Yeah. Oh. And okay. then the, the border, I think the border was closed for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So any hope we had of, of like getting that finished was gone. So we ended up doing the rest of the record in Canada. It, that's oh. the Wanderer. But those three, those two, tr the, the tracks are on there. Okay. Oh, that's, so the tracks, that's cool. And then the, the tour is called I Want to Play. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of like because that was written. That's what that, was yeah. fucking happening. You read the road that during, during COVID. That's right. Yeah. Right. It's like Jesus Christ, what the fuck are we doing? Right? Yeah, it was like after, like for especially for anybody in the music business, like you'd have these little, you know, glimmers of hope. Like they'd be like, oh, we can start doing drive-in shows, which were weird, but they were better than nothing. I did a couple. Yeah, yeah right. God, right. One get, was get, spectacular, and one felt like every <laughs> step in Dante's Inferno. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had one that was excellent, and one that was also similar to that because we basically had like a kind of a really small, rinky. Uh, PA, remember the one in Ottawa? Yeah, and like awesome. you went out for your guitar solo, and like yeah. somebody was able to go like, guitar solo sounds great. Like they couldn't even he could hear that, <laughs> like because it was like in his ears, right, it right. sounded like we were raging like Metallica. But out there, it was like, ding, 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 ding. that's really yeah. funny. Did yeah. people honk after songs? Oh yeah, oh. that was the weirdest thing with yeah. comedy. You hit a punchline, you go, yeah, I know, and blinking oh, lights. Yeah, what yeah. are we yeah. doing? But look, hey, at least they were trying. It was something. Like, everybody fuck, was man? trying. Uh, there was yeah. nothing to do but try yeah. at that point. And then we would get, and then you get back from that, and they're like, okay, well, there's some gigs coming up in the. In the late fall, oh no, there's not. Like it was this oh, constant yeah, yeah, canceling yeah, and and just the chronic. St I mean, the chronic stress on everybody right across the board. And you know, we just kind of made it about something that we do, which is just go out and and play music. And it was so funny for well, not funny. It was weird for people in the performing arts. Like so much of your outlet is about getting out and doing stand up and getting out and singing songs and doing your thing. And you don't even have that. And then you're dealing with all of this other stuff. It's it's a it's wild. Right. It is wild. Yeah. Also, I really not to get deep into this now, yeah. but I really wonder. Five to seven years from now, yeah, the long-term effects that this lockdown, that all oh, the shit, like yeah. how we're all going to be different. I already mm. think that people have forgotten how to be, like interact with people, I agree. And, then, and then you, you, I switched differently. I started to really value alone time and really value yeah. like taking care of myself yeah. and things like that. So I really like a, wonder. That's like a positive outcome. I yeah. think there's going to be a mix, a real mixed bag. Yeah, know? for sure. I think it's be more negative than positive. Yeah, yeah, most likely. But like you know, one thing is that we never take. We ne will never, ever take a show for granted again. And I feel mm -hmm. like the audience, like this past summer, we had maybe one of our best summers of touring, period. And it was because of that love, both sides of the stage, and that like cherishing what we got while we got it. And, would, you know, you get a little bit complacent. I don't know if this affects you when you're on tour. Like, 
you know, it's just another place. It's just another crowd. It's just another batch of songs. But, uh, you know, that two years off, forced years off, we'll, we'll get that. You'll never you. say hello, Cleveland and St. Louis. No, that's right. No. That's right. No. That's fair I, enough. I got to the point where I was kind of like fed up with something I loved before the pandemic. Like I yeah, was yeah. like kind of like over it in a sense. Yeah. And I kind it's horrible that we had to shut down. I feel terrible. Millions of people died. But it gave me a love again. And now, yeah. I mean, it's the best couple of years of my career since. And I love it like yeah. nothing else. And I don't take it for granted. It's so weird that we needed something so like that. So if I were to reword that, uh, James Madden says millions of people dying made him appreciate himself again. Yeah, maybe had my yeah. best year financially <laughs> and creatively. So thank you, everybody. Get your coat out, Ralph. Where's that in the notes? Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> this is like yeah. Spinal Tap. Where'd they print that? They can't print that. <laughs> um, so uh, we have a, I have a couple more questions. But... Um, I know also you guys have released acoustic <laughs> records before. Print. So yeah. doing an acoustic song in the studio right now is nothing new to you guys. You've yeah. done acoustic yeah. records before. Uh, yeah. It might be hard to do it in this close quarter. We'll, I mean, we'll we're going to move out of the way oh, so yeah, you guys yeah, can get yeah, in. Yeah, we're yeah. we're yeah. going to take a break so okay. you guys can do a song and we'll come back and wrap up the show. Does that make sense? Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do that right now. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. What song are you guys going to play live? We're going to do a song off our new record called Love Lock. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I want to, I want to, three, four. Side of the lake comes on Saturday night. We're in love like Nevada tonight. Tell them desert stars to shine. We got love like the way the key. From now on, it's you and me. Johnny B, sweet Marie, rolling with the tumbleweeds. I say, If we find out that love ain't free, let's start ourselves a company. Your old man's got a bit of money. You do it for you, though he don't like me. I say, Just like us when we were fools on a westbound bus I hope they know there's no rush I hope they stay love locked yeah. 
That was Love Lock, guys. It was fucking awesome. I got to tell you, I'll watch you guys. I'm going to be, I'm going to embarrass her. Okay, our producer, Shannon, very sweet, pretty girl over there, right? And she hasn't had sex in four years, I think it is. Sorry, Shannon, but five years, five years. I got five on it. She has this wild thing where she could look at a guy and be like, oh, that's that's nice. But hear them sing and they're like, oh my God. And immediately, someone's going to have to clean up the chair once you guys leave. Am I right, Shannon? (laughs) So the five year streak's about to get broke. Shannon, how right am I? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you guys sounded awesome. And immediately, Thank you. as soon as you guys started singing, I looked at Shannon, and Shannon looked at me, and she's like, oh, I love them. This is wow. really fucking great. It's really cool. cool. Yeah, you're awesome. Then I could see why all of these bands have fucking said, yeah, we sing your praises. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Thanks, um, all right, so a couple other quick things. Uh, number one, you guys are brothers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the older brother. Yeah. They both play guitar. Mm-hmm. Who's the better guitarist? Him. By far? By far. All right, that's fair. I like that that happened so easily. I that takes that, a lot from an older brother, too. It might have been, uh, you know, I don't know how that was. We given. agreed when they, we started the band, he was the guitar player with Mystique, and I was the singer. Just okay. like almost famous. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. So it was not. it's not even a question. It's, <laughs> yeah. You guys know your lanes. Almost yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay. And then there's a song that I know has a special place for you guys, uh, Highway to, uh, <laughs> Highway to Hero, Heroes. Of Heroes yeah. right? Can you elaborate a little bit on that one? Yeah. It was written quickly, like over the phone in 15 minutes. Yeah. and but ever. Just so kind of elaborate a little on that, please. We, um... We had a, there's a stretch of highway up in, in Ontario called the, the Highway Heroes. It's along the 401, which is the main highway through uh, Ontario. And uh, when anytime a soldier was uh, killed in combat, they would have like a repatriation ceremony that would go down the Highway Heroes. And uh, in our hometown in 2006, we come from a really small town, Antigonish, about a population of 3,000. There's a girl named Nicola Goddard who served in the armed forces who was killed in Afghanistan. And um, yeah, uh, we wrote the song about her called the highway of heroes uh they were writing a book about her in 2009 about three years after she passed mm-hmm. and they were interviewing everybody from our hometown because it's such a small town everybody knows everybody and my mom was interviewed for the book so i was talking to her on the phone one night and uh she reminded me of the story and i got inspired to want to write a song about it mm-hmm. and then uh, me and janangus were writing and then we had a, a co-writer that we've worked with a lot through our career named gordy johnson from a really famous band called big sugar in canada um and we wrote it over the phone. He was in Austin, Texas, and we wrote it in 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's and cool. Then, and we didn't expect it to be, um, you know, you don't, you never know when you're writing anything if it's going to mean anything. And it just, that one meant a lot to a lot of people. Right. And it's funny that when you say John Angus fast, yeah. there was a SNL sketch. I don't know if you remember with Colonel Angus. Oh. Remember that? <laughs> Colonel Angus. You remember that? No, so it's a great <laughs> sketch. Great. It made me think of that. Was a, what era? Uh, that was probably, who was it? It was, um, it might have been Will. It might have been, uh. 
Like late nineties. Well, Farrell might be late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Colonel Angus. I think it was. You know who's the guy that I, I fucking can't think of his name. The guy that everyone does an impression of. Gilbert um, Godfrey. No, no, no. From the cowbell sketch. Come on now, my main. Oh, is, uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Walken. He was Colonel Angus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that, that okay. definitely is worth it. So maybe it was the same episode with the "Don't Fear the Reaper." It might have been. Yeah, it might have yeah. been the same yeah. episode for all I know. But yes. And then the last question before we do the first. Um, not that long ago, because as we're recording this, it is just a few months out, of, a few weeks out of uh, December. You guys released a Christmas song last year. Yeah, we did. And what was the motivation behind that one? Um, just to have a Christmas song. We had. We. It's been something we want to do for a long time. Like I don't know if. Uh, this is public knowledge, but when you want to make a Christmas song in the music business, you have to re- you have to make sure it's in play by like April. So you really have to think far ahead. So this time around, we did because also, also it's like a post pandemic or pandemic thing where we're like, you just think of things that you can do further down the line. Mm-hmm. We got really good at that over the pandemic. So one of the things was you know we had this song kicking around that had a Christmas theme to it. We finished it up and then went in the studio and. April and, and recorded it and then got it lined up and put it out at Christmas time. Did you guys use the downtime to record a lot of shit? Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you have a lot of stuff on the horizon? Yeah, there's there's a lot. I think there's too much music coming out now. So well, like, what, yeah, for like sure. Basically, like, what we want to do is is have everything and then narrow it down to like the 10 best things as opposed to bands that are putting out like 50 songs right now. Like right. With it is crazy. It's too much. Too much. Yeah, it is wild. Yeah. We had, when we had uh, Alice Cooper on, yeah. he said that... Uh, he has a feeling that it's going to be an influx of a wild amount of music come yeah, the end of yeah. the day. We have enough for a triple album, but we're not going to do that <laughs> yeah, to our we're fans. Not, <laughs> we're not <laughs> going to test ridiculous. their attention spans right now. Yeah, that, you're asking a lot for people to, to <laughs> yeah. assimilate all, all that amount. And you got to remember this day and age, like, you know, I, I, we never were the kind of band that would, you know, hit hunt or try to write hits, but like, you do need to think about having a sound and a song that's going to rise above the mm-hmm. 100,000 songs being released every day now or some crazy stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, as the barrier to entry to release a song gets lower, it gets mm-hmm. harder and harder. And it was already pretty low, and yeah. now it's just non-existent. I'm uh, friendly with the guys in uh, Steel Panther. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, 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 I've yeah, known them forever. And it's to the point where I, I can't sing, I can't play any instruments. Let's start with that. But I downloaded an app on my phone. I just would recreate songs and then sing horribly offensive lyrics because that's their shtick. And I'd say, hey, have you guys heard this band? And I just send them me doing a song called like, you know, whip out your titties or whatever, yeah, yeah. and send to them. And then one of them, he's like, you know, we might record that one, which yeah, is kind of funny. Might, yeah. uh, make sure you get that uh, copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, so just yeah, that, yeah. If I could record a song and yeah. have zero abilities, yeah. Yeah. it just it's why it's it's much harder now. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, is that it's abilities? That would be plural? Yeah, I have zero abilities. <laughs> It would just wouldn't be ability. No, I have zero abilities. I can't sing. I can't play guitar. Those but in are the all sentence, different would it just be ability? No, you're wrong. Can we get someone to fact check this? Yeah, I got to beat Ralph on the most depressing <laughs> day of the year. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You're wrong. All right. So now the name of the show is the SDR Show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Show. We have asked every guest this since the dawn of time. I do have to put in the caveat. Feel free to not answer if you don't want to. And I'll answer for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. make I mean, one up or tell mine. I've only told, like, one of mine. Okay. Yeah, we ask uh, about the first experience of all three. We start with rock and roll, and we just mean... The first concert you went to on your own volition. I have a feeling it's going to be some fucking Canadian band we never heard of, but maybe not. We'll yeah. start with you, John. Yeah, I bet wait, there'll wait. be some good ones. Can I run the intro? Yeah, sorry. Run the intro. You s- the first time. You know why she's running the uh, intro? Because she has mad ability. What ability? Concert, trucks, had sex. You know what's funny, Shannon? I'm so used to the pre-tapes where you don't have the ability to run the intro, and they look like the guys like the intro. It was just yeah. funny that it went from that to concert. <laughs> I spent twenty dollars on that on Fiverr. Okay, uh, John Angus, we'll I, start with you. I First concert you ever went to? That of my own volition. Yeah, I remember, and I think I'm going to steal Jack's answer because we went to high school together. We're the same age. 
we hitchhiked, uh, hitchhiked to Halifax, which is about two hours, to see Bob Dylan. Okay. So in 1996 or seven, my time out of mind era, Bob Dylan. So I know it's not like the most rock and roll. No, that's a, no, that's that's a, a big rock. Record, but it's that's the truth. Record. That's a good yeah, one, though. Bob yeah. Dylan. And you drove, to, you went two and, hours. And we got to know the pedal steel player the next year. It turns out the guy playing pedal steel in the band at the time, Bucky Baxter, who passed away during the pandemic, sadly, but he, he had a cottage outside of town in Nova Scotia, just by coincidence. Maybe that's why Bob went to Nova Scotia, but... But we like the, and he was living like in the summer, like an hour or not even an hour, twenty minutes down the road from where we live. So we got to know this guy a little bit too, which was kind of so. I'm doing the cool. math. I think you're about ten years younger than me, ish. Yeah. So if I was going to be twenty six, you were about sixteen, seventeen in that area. I was still in high school. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I was in grade ten or eleven. Yeah. By the way, we most just, Canadian thing they said just now, grade ten. Yeah. Grade ten. What do you call it? Tenth grade. 10th grade. Yeah. All right. All I think right. it sounds a little fancier. Yeah, I thought you were going to say form or something, the like British, you know. <laughs> Wait, and they uh, say uh, that? Uh, yeah, they do, yeah. Yours, your first concert? Um, I remember my dad brought me out to see a band called Rollins Cross in Newfoundland at the, um, and it was like this Celtic band, but they had like a drum set. And I remember thinking that was pretty cool. And that was my first memory. But I remember thinking like, Guns and Roses are way cooler than this. Like, <laughs> Until you met Axel, and you're like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, cool. but Rollins Cross are a great band, but it was like very much like an East Coast traditional, but rocky kind of mm-hmm. Celtic thing. But I remember I was really into Guns and Roses. Like when I finally, when I first heard Appetite for Destruction when I was a kid, I was like, wow, this is gonna, this is gonna make my life. Uh, so I, I didn't ask to, to either <laughs> yeah, of you, but yeah. but when when you went to that first concert, when you went to that first concert, yeah. were you guys already playing music or not yet? He, he, my dad always had musical instruments. My grandmother was a professional musician, so we always had like pianos and guitars. It was never a weird thing right. to do around our house. Okay, um, my dad always played. Um, yeah, so it, it, you know, I remember just thinking. I remember being kind of obsessed with electric instruments, like mm-hmm. how, how electric guitars would work or how bass. Like I never understood how bass sounded. I was like, how do you make that out and stuff? I kind of got kind of fixated on that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just love the look of Les Pauls and all that shit. But, John, yours? Uh, Jack, Jack. Jack. Jack, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's technically sorry. the same. I'm John, I'm Jack, John. Jack, Jack, Jack John works. I'm, John Angus. I'm, I'm, I'm John, Jack Kennedy, Jack, baby. Jack, Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy. Or, or if you prefer, Johnny Lingus. <laughs> <laughs> they are the same name. <laughs> uh, I was thinking that I couldn't remember, but then I just remembered that the first concert I ever saw was uh, at a place called Canada's Wonderland in Toronto. And the Kinks happened to be playing. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. way to make them look like jackasses. Would that, be, God that's a lot, Jack. would that have been Dave Davies' version of the Kinks, or the, the whole? The no, it was, the, it was everybody. It was yeah, everybody. That's great. How old were you? I was like twelve or thirteen. That's fucking great. God, you really what shamed the hell were they doing? What were they doing guys. at oh the? Oh my god! I don't know. They, Probably punch each concert. other in the mouth. What? Yeah, I, I can't even picture that. All right, now we're going to go back in the other direction, Jack. The first drug you ever did, but we always say after weed, unless weed wasn't your first drug. Um. Weed was my first drug, so but, but um, after I guess um, it would have to be cocaine. Cocaine, and was it uh, an immediate <laughs> like, or was it a one-off thing? Um, I was kind of pressured, or not pressured into it, but but kind of. It was like that it. scene on Dewey Cox, like you don't yeah. want anything to do yeah, with this, Jack. Oh my god, I love that, <laughs> and especially the weed. He goes, "No, there's no side effects, and it's awesome, <laughs> but you don't want it." <laughs> um, I guess I. Yeah, it was kind of indifferent when the first time I had it. Oh, okay, it fair enough. And you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I you know I feel like irresponsible for talking about this. I, I want to say you should never do this drug because it's terribly addictive and it's bad for you. But yeah, it was cocaine, and it was like, I was like, this is the most amazing thing that ever happened in the history of, I'm just, I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life. And luckily I stopped doing it a long time ago, and I would not, um, yeah, it was at a party after one of our shows at the Phoenix uh, Concert Hall in, in Toronto, 
and somebody, you know, there's always that time in your life where all of a sudden there's somebody that shows up and has all the drugs hmm. and they're like, and then that guy's just like, hey, that guy's here, so therefore the party's going to go for three And then he's your best friend for the next five hours. Yeah, so you I'm st- gonna, I'm start gonna, a band together. I'm going to cliff note it again like I did before. Uh, Colin says, cocaine is awesome, just don't do it. No, <laughs> but I might, I, I might fact check this on, on y'all. Oh. I actually think we were into mushrooms before. Yeah. He said not weed. Oh, right. So right. I, we Look were doing, like, That's we were point. drinking mushroom tea while still in high school. Oh, wow. Whoa. Like, oh. We, we, we would brew it and then drink it A- and play. Actually, I did acid. Exactly. Like right. we're all coming so, I mean, back. I'm fact checking. Yeah, both the, these guys the lied. Both <laughs> yeah. these guys ball face lied to you guys, and I was listening. But maybe he didn't even see the kinks. Maybe yeah. he's bullshitting yeah. there. Maybe, that maybe the was, tea maker him see that. Maybe that was show. the drugs. <laughs> he, he hallucinated the kinks at Canada's but, Wonderland. But mushrooms, and, and to this day, I still think it's a much more wholesome drug than some of the other ones I've tried. Right. And, and certainly, like in smaller doses, I think it's actually kind of can be revelatory. Right. I don't even, you know, I mean, that's the one of the ones that I would still flirt with yeah weed and, and uh, psilocybin is, is all right the other stuff is horrible i have a, a health and wellness show hilariously that we're talking about this that i do other than this called good sugar and yeah. we had the founder of this like he's a mushroom guy yeah. that's been you know the four stigmata like they're the tea coffee uh, it's a mushroom company he's a fifth generation mushroom farmer okay right and um he loves the idea of everybody mm. doing hallucinogenic yeah. mushrooms but he thinks microdosing is a mistake. He thinks you should do the full dose. Macrodose. Yeah, and I don't know what's I, the what's the rationale behind. He had that? a whole story behind it. I've I don't heard, remember. I've heard the rationale too. Yeah. Like it's that like you, to get the full benefits of the transformativeness yeah. of right. the nature of the drug, you need to, to have. A and I'm I'm a puss. I do nothing. I try a drug on the show once a year, and I don't do any other drugs. Which one do you try? Well, well, I've said the story a million times off air. I'll tell you guys. But I've, I've tried now. Shannon, is it seven drugs? I've tried. I think six or seven. Right. Yeah, I think six. I think. Six, yeah. I just really quickly, it was uh, mushrooms where, first of all, it was edibles and I passed out. Yeah. It was mushrooms, I was drooling. It was uh, Molly, but it wasn't Molly, it was crystal meth. I was up for three days. So, what, you're going from zero to a million yeah. once a year? Yeah, oh, once a year. Insane. Then wow. it was Molly, That's dangerous. then it was cocaine. And then just uh, a couple months ago, we did Whippets with TJ Miller from, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Miller. fucking whatever. So, so wait a second. I'm going to quote my countryman here. <laughs> this is directly from Neil Young, not to me, mm-hmm. but to a third party mutual friend. It's two things a man should never do after 50. One is ride a motorcycle. The other is cocaine. Yeah, right. I did, yeah. I did it on my... So oh, I, was, I was 50. I was like a month after being 50 doing yeah. the cocaine. And just because I thought it was hilarious, I did it off of a porn star's ass because that makes it funny that, to me. So is, are yeah. you dead sober the rest of the year? Yeah, I don't do anything. I'm That's not... <laughs> it's yeah. the occasional drink. Occasional drink, yeah. Uh, I think okay. your body's the yeah. temple, and once a year you throw I mean, dynamite. Yeah, yeah, you throw yeah. dynamite in my, the temple. Also, by the way, my thought was I was going to die because I was friends with Kevin Dubrow who died at 51 uh, from cocaine. Uh, your heart cocaine. was probably racing. Yeah, and I thought, at least if I know, if I die right now, boy, is this episode going to go viral. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Help the rest oh, of That's the way to look at it, yeah. The ultimate boss. <laughs> sure. And yeah. now your first experience with sexual intercourse. I'm still a virgin, so uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to push if that's yeah. your answer. Yeah. Uh, mine <clears throat> was uh, it was actually the same person that I ended up marrying like years later. Oh, that's nice. So you went back. You you went sex back. time off and married and went back. Back to her. That's cool. Yeah. And they still married. No. Oh, that would have oh, been well. a cooler story. But they might, might, but life is might, long. You might go back to it. <laughs> <Yeah. They laughs> <might, laughs> once every five years. We're both still alive. Yeah, one, five, every five years, come back. Yeah, and that, you? That's what he says. <laughs> it was, hey, it was unremarkable. Alive. It was in a high school, uh, or sorry, like a teenage girlfriend. Oh, okay, unremarkable in almost all aspects. Uh, fair enough. By the way, every girl that has sex with me now says the same thing. Oh, okay, cool. Hello. Cool, cool, okay. Cool. So um, it is at the Trues. Um, it is uh, Trues, com. the new album, The Wanderer, which is, I'm uh, sorry, Wanderer is out now. That's right. And you guys are on tour. The tour is 
is, is uh, I want to play, and you go see the dates everywhere. Yeah. You're, but while we're recording this, you're playing tonight in New York, but this comes out a few days from now, and you'll already be on the way. Yeah. Uh, it's coming yeah. out on Saturday. But um, thank you guys so much. Anything else you want to plug before we do plugs on the show? I'm wow, just happy to be here. Thanks for having us, and uh, check out the truths. Um, we're everywhere that everywhere is. Yeah, and, and the, the band that uh, Robert Plant, Bruce Springsteen, Axl Rose, and Ace Frehley have given praise on this show alone. We found that yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, your plug, sir. Um, the, T-H-E, James Mattern. The, not the, the. Right, the. And think the. Mattern with an M. Uh, Instagram and YouTube, go watch the check spot. Go buy the check spot on vinyl, the uh, audio version on pinchrecords.com. And yeah, just come see me at shows. It'll be fun. Oh yeah, watch. Yeah, I'll plug a show that I did warm up for because if you guys will all, everyone watches it, I'll get much more work out of it. So watch a Super Maximum Retro Show on Vice. It drops in March. It's hosted by Chris Stefano, my boy, and it's cool. All right, all right, Thanks. cool. I don't love that plug, but okay. Uh, Shannon, <laughs> well, you want to take? You want to get? Why don't you love it? I felt you were indifferent to it, Shannon. Your plug. I was nothing but diff. Whatever. De- deferential? Shannon. Shannon, tell your boss that I'm done with this horse shit. <laughs> I get to do what plugs I want. I love the show. The, the Vice show is going to be great. Okay, and I want to keep working. That sounds positive. I'm going right. to go on tour with these guys. Yeah. Shannon. Let's fucking go. They, they used to do that a lot more. Like comedians used to open for musicians. And musicians open for yeah. comedians. We used to call it the good old days. Sir. But like, what, uh, what was the. Who opened for. Eddie Murphy was a Patty LaBelle and uh, Delirious. Who was that? Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know Something that. Something like that. So you're saying and, musicians would open for comedy, and, yeah, and, vice, versa. and vice versa. Yeah. So he had the band, the uh, the 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 Bus Boys, and yeah. they played him on. Oh yeah, yeah. But Patty LaBelle Richard opened Pryor. up for Richard Pryor. That's right. That's uh, right. Live on Sunset Strip. That's right. They're both on Netflix. Or wanted. And wanted. I want. So Bus Boys was the boys are back in town. That's boys it. Boys are. They were in Forty Eight Hours. Yeah, and Eddie yeah. made a reference that they fuck everything. That when That's they fun. show up, even everyone just hides. It's funny. Fish jump out of the water. It's funny how great Eddie. He, like you know, Eddie's one of the goats, and like he just wanted to be a musician too. Like he, he had like a music career, right? Yeah, you know that story Everyone. behind his song um, "Party All Part the of time. the Time" was that, was that he was somewhere, and him and sorry, Rick James Rick and James. Michael Jackson yeah. made a bet. And Rick James said, "I bet you I could write a hit for him." Oh, that was a basketball. Yeah, oh. and I uh, know that's everyone. And uh, he wrote "Party All the Time," and, and the, the the he said, "I bet you would go to number one," and it did. Yeah. And the uh, the loser had to sing. Back up on the next Eddie Murphy song, and that's why he did that song "What's Up with You" with Eddie Murphy. Michael Jackson sings that nice. song. Back up. That's that story. It's crazy. All right, Shannon, you're I, I knew. Did you guys remember that sir, there was that joke about comedians and musicians? What's the difference between comedians and musicians? Is that every comedian wanted to be a musician, and every musician thinks they're funny. <laughs> That's true. It is true, by the way, especially on this show. That joke's case in point. Yeah, we've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, your plug. I thought it was terrific. Ah, and I thought you had a lot of heart. Third you time weren't indifferent. Try, you were not indifferent. Yeah. yeah. Shannon, I've tried four times now. I know, I'm going to give up. Shannon, let me do it for you. <laughs> It's uh, no, because then you're gonna be like, oh, it's whatever this thing. And this. <laughs> no, I know, I got a lot of heart. For, this is when did this become my reputation? I'm a good boy. I'm an honorary Canadian. <laughs> That's exactly the reason why. Uh, not. You can follow me on Instagram at shannonlee6982 and listen to my podcast. The thing is, ding, we talk about bad dates, fighting, and ghosts. We have all sorts of interest, interesting guests come on, comedians, musicians, reality TV stars, and porn stars, and they tell their own personal experiences about their worst date experience, a time they got into a street fight, and an experience with the paranormal. Okay, now guys, don't indicate. This is the last thing we're gonna figure out is do the boys and the trues believe in ghosts or not and you have to wait for all three of us to chime in you ready what i'm doing i'm doing no no yes what are you doing yes no maybe shannon yes no maybe uh, no, yes, yes. From which direction? From the wall. The same way you guys both just no, did. No, we're going he, this way. I went this way. We're he starting went with that Jack. Way. I'm starting with President with Kennedy. Okay. So I'm no, uh, yes, yes. No, okay. And the answer, do you believe in ghosts? Not in the way I think you're talking about it. No. I actually do believe in ghosts. 
I yeah, I guess I win. I don't know. Oh shit, Shannon won. God <laughs> damn it. No, yes, maybe. Yeah. Wow. I was I've wrong. Had, I've had some weird paranormal like uh, moments. All right, well, we'll accept that. Okay, follow me this everywhere. Is, this is one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> follow me right. I am Ralph Sutton. You guys, talk, you guys are actually here, right? <laughs> My other podcast is on health and wellness. It's called The Good Trigger Podcast. It comes out every Monday. Currently, number 50 in iTunes. So uh, in, you, the health, in the health area. Um, Proud of you. We'll play a song from the truths. We'll add it to the playlist. Pick one off the new album. We'll add it to the playlist. Well, I want to play is probably like the signature track off the album. It was right. the lead-off signal, signal. And the name of the tour. So it we'll add that up, to the playlist. Yeah, sums up the thing. And uh, we'll see everybody next time on the SCR Show. Thanks, guys. Thank cool. you very much.
fuck are you guys doing here? It's not funny. Listening to the SDR Show.